Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Podcast, the show where we take a given movie genre, we explore the best examples, the worst examples, and those examples that are so ugly, they're worse than a creepy clown. Hey guys, I am Mark. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Chuckle, or Charles. How's it going? <laughs> How's it going, Chuckles? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> well, this episode we're doing Stephen King. Stephen King uh, horror movies. I wanted to specify Horror that. movies, yeah. based on horror because kind of, are we yeah well because kind of, yeah. uh he has a lot of other films that aren't you know horror films at all like shawshank redemption and uh stand yep. by me uh hearts in atlantis a bunch of films you wouldn't expect mm-hmm. so yeah. uh i didn't even i, I just i, I said plucked, plucked, like, the, because... the green mile all those things yeah because i didn't want to necessarily because the thing yeah. is if you put those in the mix there's so many good ones they over they might overshadow the horror and right so we may do that later on down the road, but for now, I I, I just really want to focus on some horror films. Um, it's close don't to Halloween. Don't they have to be? Don't they have to be scary to be horror films? Though? Well, they are. They're terrifying. But also, right, I was right, going right. to say that um, it's close to Halloween, but also it too just came out. Um, that was a big mm-hmm. hit. Um, what did? What too did? No. All right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> fine. No. Just no. Okay. No. Um, but yeah, low hanging fruit. it is a low hanging fruit. Uh, but yeah, so, so I'm, I'm really excited about, um, doing this one. It's fun. So I hope, I yeah, hope you guys had fun watching these movies. I'm getting the feeling you did not. <laughs> or that, what, that, I did have idea, I had, Or that at the very I, least that you weren't scared at all. So I had fun <laughs> half the time. Okay. Uh, so my, my picks for this were, uh, maximum overdrive. Graveyard Shift and It, which uh, at the end of It you find out it's actually part one. So, yeah, did did they they advertise that though beforehand, right? Not really, not really. I mean, I didn't know it. Oh, really? it was, yeah, it's always in theater in the theater, and it's like, oh, that popped up at the very end. I was like, okay, cool. So, nice. mm-hmm. cool. Uh, so, which one do you think is which for me? This Kelly, is- you go first. This is a tough one. I'm not a hundred percent on this one. Usually, I feel a lot more confident, but I'm gonna say it is. You're good. Maximum Overdrive is your bad, and um, <laughs> that other one is your ugly. <laughs> that one that shall be made nameless. Is that because you forgot the name, or just because you hate it so much? Um, a little bit of both. We'll discuss that more later. <laughs> yeah, Mark. I- what do you think? <laughs> My my initial reaction was the opposite on the the bad and the ugly. Uh, Maximum Overdrive, at first, seemed more like an ugly movie, but man, it was hard. It was hard after those first fifteen minutes. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the opposite. I'm gonna say Maximum Overdrive is ugly and Graveyard Shift is bad. Uh, even though I'm not confident at all about that, and then of course it uh, is good. Okay. All right. Okay. Shall we get right into it? Yeah, so the first one chronologically is Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> and I have the uh, I have the synopsis pulled up here. A group of people try to survive when machines start to come alive and become homicidal. So here is the first That's trailer. Right. Hi. My name is Stephen King. I've written several motion pictures, but I want to tell you about a movie called Maximum Overdrive, which is the first one I've directed. Wow. What in the dickens is going on around here? A lot of people have directed Stephen King novels and stories, and I finally decided if you want something done right, you ought to do it yourself. Who was driving it? I don't know. Curtis! It's coming after us! It was my first picture as a director. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. What is going on? I don't know! I just wanted someone to do Stephen King right. You want a war? You got one. I just want to get the hell out of here. So come and spend some time with me and my friends at the Dixie Boy. 
spend some time in the dark. Please don't lose me in the dark. I'm gonna scare the hell out of you. And that's a promise. You're gonna get us in an awful lot of trouble, man. We already in trouble. Maximum terror. Jesus coming and he is. Maximum king. Maybe tomorrow will be our world again. Dino De Laurentiis presents Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. And we are back. That was the uh, the trailer for Maximum Overdrive. And as uh, we were discussing, when you couldn't hear us, Stephen King looks like he's pretty out of it and cross-eyed and uh, kind of weird. He um. Uh, so so okay. First of all, this movie is from 1986, and he directed it. As far as I know, it's the only movie he's directed. Um, and and some of the things I read, he was pretty drugged up for a lot of it. And that trailer definitely looks like he was. Whether or not, I I, I assume he was just trying to be creepy, which he was. But man, he <laughs> just looks out of his mind in that. Um. Uh. So so yeah so. Uh, this is based on his short, uh, one of his short stories called Trucks, and um, so you guys thought it. Mark, you thought it was my ugly. Kelly thought it was my bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were right. bo- you were both wrong. It's my good. Um, well, no, it's better. not. I'm just kidding. I'm just, it, I'm just kidding. Impossible. But I'll slap that con makeup right off your face. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> yes. um, it is my ugly. Uh, I Damn. I really do like this movie, though. Um, <laughs> so, oh, Charles. So you would. Uh, <sighs> I don't know how to do with you. I, I watched it as a kid, um, and I've just always kind of liked it. And, and and honestly, the concept is ridiculous, but it's also kind of creepy. It, it's it's pretty scary uh, the, if you were to think that technology kind of turns against us. Like, is it though? Especially, is I feel like scary, I feel though? like even now it would be it would resonate even more. It's it's the execution of this movie that makes it goofy, but that's also what makes it a lot of fun. It's just. It's just blowing up trucks with rocket launchers, and this guy has all these weapons. Yeah. It's just, it's just stupid fun. And the opening is great with the, the the marquee signs that flash by and curse at people, and the and the Stephen King cameo where his the ATM is yelling at him, and the I, I don't know. I just I really like that stuff. It it it's funny to me. I'll, I'll agree with. I was really excited when I started watching this movie because the opening is good. It's weird to have a cameo as the first person you see in a movie, though, right? Like, right. doesn't that seem kind of weird to put yourself as the first review? Like, but so Stephen King, yeah, the first of. scene you see is him getting money out of ATM, and it like cusses at him on the screen and spits out stuff and the marquee, like like Charles said. The second scene was even more fun with the drawbridge. Yeah, and it was like. Well, and so the, it's you know, so the, that drawbridge is so ridiculous too. The way they shoot it, it in the slow motion, it, it's not right. dramatic. It's just horrible. And I can't imagine that any drawbridge accident would be that apocalyptic in scale. It's like you know, slowly <laughs> the drawbridge opens, and they show these scenes of like cars flying into cars and people losing their minds, and uh, and so this is what I was like, oh, this is going to be good. This is like every scene is going to be this bonkers and crazy. But then it's an hour and a half of just watching big rigs drive around a gas station and they shoot one with a rocket launcher every now and then. <laughs> yes. And they're just stuck in a gas much. station and literally nothing happens with any of the characters or, <laughs> or any of but the I, l- I love that. I love the fact that they, they had all the, this like weapons supply in the basement for, for no reason really. And, and I, and I like, I even like it when they, um, when the machines try to communicate and they bring out, you know, the, the military style weapon, the 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 machine the gun. The one little gun on like a hand cart. They couldn't have like had <laughs> tanks or you know, and it seemed like this was the only one place all of these controlled cars were going to and they all needed gas just from that one place. And then there was like a gassing up montage scene where they're all like exhausting themselves, <laughs> putting gas into big rigs. And that's the montage of them literally just standing by that was great. And filling up gas tanks. It was not great. It was the opposite of great, Charles. That's the part where he's like, they're machines. They, they don't know when to quit. They don't know that we get tired. I love that. Like, And then Emilio Estevez being like, yeah, yeah, you SOB. Tell all your friends this is the good stuff. It's raw, uncut. <laughs> like, was, that, was that supposed to be 
line. But he's like, well, yeah, it was he's, a good line. Trying, he's trying to trash talk them as he's giving them exactly what they want. It didn't make any sense for him to be trash talking at that moment. I love it. I I can. I'm not arguing with you that it's not bonkers, but I that's what makes it an ugly film to me. It's so bonkers and out there and. And and it doesn't oh. again. And even that idea could be terrifying if if technology turned on us. I, I but yeah, you're. That's true. It really the pr- the premise could have been okay. What what blows no, my not mind? The, premise, the theme, right? The theme is fine. Yeah. But okay. The yes. Yes. Is so ridiculous. Well, it is. It is. But I, I don't know. I just I'm really curious about this. Like, if I were to read the story because I haven't read it. Um, but I can't believe that Stephen King wrote and directed this. I just like his books are so nuanced and complex and just really I love his writing style. But this was like a Stephen King impersonator. Well, and that's funny because it. in the trailer he mentions um, he, he talks about all the other Stephen King, uh, you know, movies been made. And he's like, you know, I figured if. Uh, the only person that could do it was me. If, if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. So, and and that's this is part of that is uh, the Shining, you know, because he famously like did not like the Shining because he thought <laughs> that Kubrick changed the story too much. So I'm sure that I'm I, I don't know for sure, but I I would guess that this is what inspired him to direct his own movie and write it. And you know what? But, you guys haven't even mentioned ACDC to the soundtrack. The soundtrack oh, is great. Yeah. yeah. The soundtrack was pretty good. How but a lot of it was already songs they'd already the done, hell? right? I, they didn't write new music for I, this, did they? Or? Some of it, but I thought they did. And, it, like, and that little riff they kept doing anytime something scary was on screen, yeah. it's kind of like psycho almost. Yeah. So the, the other two things I have to mention are the not only apocalyptic drawbridge scene, but apocalyptic <laughs> soda machine. Oh yeah, the kids baseball game. I love and that. The, the soda machine just starts shooting out cans of soda like a shotgun, and it it literally impales a guy in the forehead, and there's like a bloody circle, and he dies. And this kid goes to find Emilio Estevez in the gas station, or whoever his dad was, or whatever. I know. I thought at first I was like, oh, they just went for the cheap gags because initially the soda cans fly out and hit him in the junk. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. LOL, you know. And then, but then he, he was dead. Like, it, right. it, it, it took a very dark turn. Yeah. Yeah. And, thing- it, and it got pretty violent, too, when the, you know, when the, when the machine gun we're talking about, when it was started shooting everybody, it got yeah, really yeah. violent. Mm-hmm. The thing, too, is like, that, that could never happen in the 80s. Like, there's, there were no, there were no uh, mechanisms within cars or, or like, or soda machines that could be hacked by an alien intelligence. But by today's standards, they could because there's computers in everything we drive. There's like 13 computers in, in cars now. So like, well, it would be a much scarier premise today. Well, maybe. I don't disagree with that. But I also, people. I feel like it wasn't that they were being hacked. It's like they were they became sentient beings. You know, they were... Yeah, possessed. Yeah. yeah. Which, let us chat about that for a second. Because, <laughs> so, what... Were we to understand happened that the Earth was in the diffuse tail of, of the a, comet of a comet, and so the trucks became <laughs> seems yeah. seems like you understand it perfectly. Well, it, well, okay, and and I don't understand. Was it just happening in this town, or was it worldwide? Did they mention that? I don't know, you but then it's worldwide, right? But I don't know. But it would have been so much worse. Well, and why if didn't it had the enough. why didn't the I get, Yeardley Smith, the lady that plays. Uh, uh, Lisa, uh, why wasn't her car like acting funny? Yeah, How come they could drive I that? that? I didn't get that, you know. And and it didn't seem conf- I mean, obviously, it wasn't confined to just cars. But it didn't seem like there was an inconsistent <laughs> definition of what constitutes a machine because it was like well, even the power because I mean, they were like looking for power and they mention it and the power comes back on. So they obviously had control of the lights and stuff. In the right. Oh, and then they had. They also possessed the turkey cutter knife, right? It cut his hand <laughs> stuff. Yes. What? Really? So. Yeah. Okay, so the the lady who just screamed all the time. Yeah. Who was? <laughs> yeah. The other the, the one half of the newlywed couple. What was? I uh, she she drove me insane. I I don't. Yeah, she's the voice of Mark Simpson, right? No, no, it's the voice of Lisa. 
Oh, Lisa, Lisa. That's what you, you just said, didn't you? Sorry. That that married couple was was really annoying. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I, I didn't like their. I, I, yeah, that was that is one part I don't like. And she is really annoying, just screaming the she whole time. Yeah. yeah, they didn't. I, they didn't really add anything to it for me. But. Well, and the the whole sideline with the kid, it took way too long for that to meet up with the main storyline. They just kept cutting to this kid, like crawling through the forest, and trying to he, dodge and cars. And he shoots one on thing, and he's done. He's yeah, right. Yeah, it's like, what's this kid have to do with anything? Why are we? I guess they got to go save him at the end, right? And get to him and get back, but. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, the one other thing I was going to mention too, when when the kid is walking through the town, he's first realizing what's going on. There's like a little remote controlled cop car that had killed a dog, and it's like sitting in the dog's mouth, like it had like somehow run into the <laughs> oh, dog's yeah. mouth and somehow choked him or something. I'm like what? <laughs> he's looking. The kid's looking around at all the carnage, and it's just a cop car in a dog's mouth. Yeah, that was maybe weird. it's deeply symbolic on his part. Well, I, I do think a lot of it is symbolic, like them escaping to an island that doesn't have technology. And like, I, I think there's a lot of metaphors in it. I really do. You, you were speaking a nuance, and there is some of it in there. It's just, again, I think the execution of the movie is is all <laughs> really, kinds Charles, of bonkers. Tell, tell me more about the nuance of this movie. <laughs> what, do, what do you think the island without technology symbolizes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling you out, Chuckles. I think it's a call to a simpler time. Like I think, I think it's a commentary on like modern technology as of at the time. Like, and I, that's another reason why I think it would work even better today. It's yeah. like literally escaping by an older <laughs> type of transportation to an island without technology. So, and and that's why even like the gas te- the gas montage scene, it's ridiculous. But even that, it's kind of. You know, you could take that a step further. Is it, uh, you know, America's in the, or America's dependence on oil and gas? And there was a, you know, gas cry, uh, gas shortage in the 70s and 80s. So I, I just, I feel like there's a lot of little small things in there. But again, it's, it's to me, it's a perfect ugly film because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it is that. I'll, I'll give you that. Well, any uh, producers out there, I want to see a 2020 version of this where. Like, it's super dark and all these cars, almost like M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening, where it's like all these cars are just coming to life and all this horrible, horrifying carnage. It'd be pretty cool. Well, and there's another movie, uh, Christine, about a killer car that's also written by Stephen King. And that one's pretty good, if you haven't seen it. So he was kind of running with that theme a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. All right. You ready to move on to Graveyard Shift? <laughs> I know Kelly is. Oh, I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> I am as well, and I, I think this is based on another short story of the same name. Um, okay, so this is from 1990, and the synopsis is, <laughs> In a very old textile mill with a serious rat infestation, the workers discover a horrifying secret deep in the basement. <laughs> Here is the trailer. Stephen King invites you to venture deep inside the caverns below the old Bachman Mill. You're not thinking about going down in there. Where a secret lies long forgotten by any living soul. Just ain't no job worth this. The workers suspected. You can't put me down there. You can't put anybody down there. I know things. The owner denies it. What did happen to the fellow that started this job? It didn't work out. And everyone fears it. This place is infested. That might be the understatement of the year. Broken? Because one by one, it will devour them all. We're like shrimp in an all-you-can-eat salad bar, and that thing ain't stopping till it's full. Must be some other way out of here. It's fucked! This isn't real. This is the new horror from the mind of Stephen King. Graveyard Shift. Good benefits. Early retirement. And that was Graveyard Shift. And this is your good or bad, Charles? It's my good. Um, no, it's, this is my bad. For shame. This is... I... Okay, so we I mentioned this in a couple of... I think it was the last episode. I'm not sure, although we haven't posted, so we're a little bit behind. Um, um, but 
I mentioned that I was trying to. There was another movie I wanted to pick, and it would have been my bad. Um, but I couldn't find it anywhere to stream or to buy except on Amazon, and it was like fifty bucks. And that would have been the remake of The Shining that Stephen King was a big part of in the late nineties. Um, because that movie is terrible. Uh, which is ironic because again, Stephen King hated Kubrick's version and so made a little mini series uh, that he wrote and produced. And it's really, 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 really bad, even if it's closer to the book. Um, so I, I um, so I couldn't find it. So then I was like scrambling to find a bad movie. And it's like I, I knew I knew Maxim Overdive was gonna be my ugly. And so I was like, okay, what's going to be bad? What's going to be bad? And so I, you know, I went through a whole bunch and I'd never seen this one before. And so when I came across it, I was like, oh man, it is bad. It's, it's terrible. So to me, there is a clear distinction in this movie from Maximum Overdrive. It's not even close to me in terms of quality and fun and everything else. This movie makes no sense. I didn't care for any of the people. I, I'm not sure... There's a rat infestation, so why is it a bat? Spoiler. Why is it a giant bat that lives beneath it? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, And the, they never explain any of it. They never explain no. it. It's just, a, it's just a creature. We don't even know why it's there. And the, I don't even understand what was motivating the, the bad guy. Like, was he wanting to kill it or be friends with it or release it? I mean, they, they end up fighting at the end. Well, in, the, in that trailer like, that we just watched, deal? in the trailer they watched, they imply that the owner has a secret. It's like, well, what was his secret? Did he know about it? Like... He didn't yeah. seem to. He went down there and I don't he seemed as terrified as the rest. Right. I was so sure when I was watching it for a good chunk of the movie that it was going to be a Scooby Doo style ending where they like pull the bat's face off at the end and they're like, Old Mr. Hutcherson down at the mill. Like you you just wanted to you know, but obviously that wasn't the case. But yeah. I, I I right. felt like they were setting it up that way, but it, it was very, it was very bizarre. This movie was just, but okay. The reason why I thought it was your ugly is because something about it had a little bit of a vibe that reminded me of Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two. I, I was expecting oh, no, somebody no. to be like garbage day. Well, <laughs> of a trash can. I I could see that with the the exterminator guy. Um, yeah, he's a really good actor. Uh, Brad Dorif, I think, is his name. He's the one that he, yeah, he's yeah. in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. all kinds uh, of movies. Warm tongue. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he he's weird in this movie, and he doesn't really make sense. Like I don't, I never understood what he was doing. No, nothing in this movie seemed to have a purpose or explanation. Right. I mean, did, really you, did you care about anybody? No. Mm-mm. No, and I wasn't even. I didn't even care about the creature. It was it was such like a cliche, just kind of creepy creature movie, and it was kind of cheap too. The like when you saw the tentacles kind of move into the water or wings or whatever they were, they just looked like cheap, you know, practical effects. And I don't know, I was, right? Didn't I didn't care about anything. Yeah, I don't understand anything about this movie, and it, it I just kept watching it, kept because you know, that was the only thing that was suspenseful about it. It's like, okay, what is the creature going to be? And then it's mm-hmm. just a giant bat. That they barely show. <laughs> the only thing I liked about the movie was the production value in terms of like the um, the factory where they're making the clothes. Like it was kind of cool that they found all that working equipment. Yeah. And they had you know they had the big machines. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Maybe this will be the ugly movie. And and then from there on, it just there's nothing. <laughs> and the one note I wrote is just the like the humans in this movie didn't like act like humans with normal motivations. No. <laughs> Uh, the main character, what was his deal? He was like going from town to town. I forget. Was he running away from money problems or the law? I can't even remember. I I, I don't remember yeah, either. No. But it just didn't seem like anybody with any sort of motivation. I don't no, know. Yeah, was, I, was I don't know what was driving any of these characters. I wasn't rooting for him. I didn't. I and again, I I don't understand what the owner was doing. And even the gag at the end, where it's like under new management, it's the last shot of the movie. It's like okay, that's kind of a goofy <laughs> joke. Like, what do we? Is it supposed to be funny? Like, I don't know. It's, it's bad. Cherry's still out. It's pretty bad. You guys, any other Stephen King movies that you think are like worse than this that you've seen? Because I mean, there's a lot. Like he does. When you get to the horror side of Stephen King, there has been a lot of terrible, you know, versions. Well, you know, I've always 
I've always wondered why there weren't more really good Stephen King movies, but I think there are a lot of good ones. He's just there written are. so much. Like he's produced so many so much source material that people just keep pumping out these movies and most of them are terrible. Yeah. But I, I had forgotten about The Shining. I kind of forget that that's Stephen King sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you write about some of his non-horror movies. And I, I like the TV, the, the long version of It, the original one, wasn't wasn't horrible. Um, I saw a movie called The Langoliers. Have mm-hmm. you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. It, probably, it would probably be like an ugly movie or maybe kind of good. Uh, they get There's this airplane that gets trapped in time and like gets basically goes through a time warp and is out of the normal timeline. And they go into the past, and the past is eaten by these creatures called Langoliers, and they eat up the past because something has to happen to it. And so they see them, and they're, they're trying to get back to the present. So it's kind of a cool premise, kind of creepy. Like, they, they land at the airport, and there's nobody there because it's in the it's in the past, and people have moved on to the future, and the, the food is stale in the water. Anyway, that's the one that comes to mind. Yeah, and um, the, yeah, like I said, there's quite a few, and he made... There's a lot of like TV versions of his movies, like right. um, like on our list for Thirty One Days of Horror is Salem's Lot, which is a TV movie. Um, so, yeah, I like I really wish we could have watched the remake of The Shining just to see because the the part that always made me roll my eyes was they they were the famous scene in the original one where Jack Nicholson pops to and it's like here's Johnny. They, they just they had the guy do the same thing, same shot, and he pops in and goes boo. It's like ah, well, you. It's like I get it. It's ridiculous because again, they're they're just riffing on the the very much so superior movie. Um, anyway, but well, you have um, you have Misery with Kathy Bates. Yeah, I love Misery. Yeah, and yeah. Then you get it to his good stuff, and I like fourteen. Oh, you're wondering just about bad and ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like fourteen oh eight's good. But like another one that I considered was Thinner. Thinner's pretty bad. It's the one where the gypsy the gypsy curses there's a an obese man and the gypsy curses him um, to become thinner and he like he kind of starts oh, like starts kind of at first he likes it and then eventually he's like he becomes like just like skin and bones and is like trying to get her to reverse it trying to get the uh, yeah what about the uh, the secret window with Johnny Depp I can't remember how good that did Stephen King write that yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I haven't lot. seen it since. I don't think middle school, but I remember thinking it was pretty good. Hmm. In a minute. I, I, Charles, and I know you don't really like this one that much, but I really like Carrie, too. Um, I, do, I like Carrie. I just don't mm-hmm. I don't love it like everyone else does. I like it, though. Um, yeah. And I, I don't like the remake. I thought the original was better. Yeah, I never did see the remake. That one with Chloe Moretz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. I like Sissy Space. Yeah, I do too. And there's parts that I like. I, of course, I love the ending and all that. I just think the parts are kind of goofy. Yeah, the, the yeah. Palm, the palm that's of fair. Home. But yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So ready to move on to the good? Sure. Cool. Yes. By default, it's the good one. Um, so let's see. And as I said, this is really it's it chapter one. Um, and the synopsis is in the summer of 1989. A group of bully kids band together to destroy a shape-shifting monster, which disguises itself as a clown and preys on the children of Derry, their small main town. Here is the trailer. There you go. She's all ready, Captain. Thanks, Billy.
saw him too. Look, it's all connected by the sewers. That's where it lives. That's it. I mean, we're not done, but that yeah, literally it, is. Yeah, it. that's it. <laughs> that was the trailer for it. That's right. Um, so this is my good pick. I really do like this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I actually. I like the television version of it as well, um, and I really like Tim Curry in that role. But this one kind of surprised me. I went expecting nothing. It's actually a really well-made movie. Now, mm-hmm. the, the original novel takes place in the 50s and the 80s because it was, it was written in the 80s. So I love the fact that this this one changed that so that the past is now in the 80s and the part two is in modern times. I like that mm-hmm. because it actually works well and it still has the same themes and everything, which is mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I think all the, the child actors were fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scares are really good. They're creepy and unique yeah, and original. Um, my favorite one is the painting when he, you know, he turns too. around and it's oh, it's just so creepy. 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 Uh, there's chills from me even saying that. Yeah, yeah. There, there's so many really good genuine scares, and it it just has the right balance of nostalgia, nostalgia and and humor and horror. And mm-hmm. uh, Bill Skarsgård is amazing as Pennywise the Clown mm-hmm. in a different oh gosh, way than yeah. Tim Curry was, which is great. He's not trying to be Tim Curry, and and it's kind of amazing because if all you if all you ever saw was the TV version, then you, I think this is going to be shocking for you how different it is. Now, um, I started reading the book um, when the when that came out two years ago, and I'm a slow reader, and so I'm still not finished. <laughs> Um, I'm like five or six hundred pages. Well, it is. In. This is like fifteen thousand yeah. pages. Yeah. So, what's kind of interesting is that the book uh, goes back and forth in time constantly, and the movie didn't do that. Uh, this movie doesn't do that. It stayed in the '80s, and it wasn't until the closing credits uh, when you realized this was just chapter one, and so that meant there's gonna be a chapter two, and then that's really cool. And then I have not seen the second one yet. Um, but apparently it, it, they have some, some scenes with the kids. And then of course, primarily it takes place in modern times with the adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I really do like this movie. I, I think it's genuinely scary. And, and I, I was going back and forth on whether to put this or the shining. And I, I'm mixed about the shining. There's a lot of it. I don't like, I, I think the shining is a great movie though. I really do. I know in the past I've said things about it that, you know, that I didn't like it, but I, I do like it. It's, but Stephen King doesn't like it. And this movie felt more like a Stephen King. It was true to the source. And that's part mm-hmm. of the reason I put it on the, put it on this. Cause I actually felt like this is truly a Stephen King movie and he likes it. So, you know, I feel like someone did Stephen King, right? Yeah. I, I, I could agree with that. Cause there's some, I mean, there are something. I mean, I love The Shining. One of my favorite movies of any genre. Um, but there's some slightly goofy things about it. And this is just. I mean, you're. I totally agree with you, Charles. This is like it strikes the perfect balance of humor, nostalgia, and being genuinely scary. And the casting. It. Well, okay. So another that just reminds me. Another thing I was going to ask you is, did they? And this is not a spoiler, but um, there's from the second movie. I did see it, and. There's a lot of scenes actually with that that flashback in time to the kids, but you know, because one of the guys is um, from Stranger Things, and so we know from seeing Stranger Things that he's grown up a lot since the first movie was made. 
but it looks he looks like he's the same age. So do you think that they just shot a whole bunch of extras at the time, or is that some kind of reverse? I I heard aging so so thing? the first it movie did really well, and so they kind of greenlit the second one right away. So I think they started filming it like right after that one, before Stranger mm-hmm. Things. And it's yeah, I think they filmed all their parts first, and while they were even trying to cast the adults. So, okay. So I think they just filmed it immediately. I haven't heard much publicity about it. I didn't realize James McAvoy is in it. McAvoy is in it, and Bill Hader, and some good, yeah, some good and, adult and, uh, cast members. And again, yeah. I, 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 that's cool. I forgot you'd seen it, Kelly, because I, I really do. I want to yeah. see it. But I, I heard um, that Bill Hader is amazing in it. Like he steals the show. He's a great. Is that, that you? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. I would. He is really. I, I mean, I think they all knocked it out of the park. I, Zach and I, we went to go see a late showing of it, and I, we were both bowled over by how spot on the casting is. I mean, they all look, especially Stanley. They they look like they could be those child actors you, grown you, up. How it's it com- amazing. How, how does it compare to the first one? Did you like it as much or more? Or- um, I've I really liked it a lot. I think I liked the first one just slightly more. I. I there were a couple of of the scares in the second one that sort of teetered on the edge of being a little too goofy, and I didn't gotcha. really, I didn't, I wasn't sure if that was intentional or not, and then, so I was like, oh, that that didn't really work. But um, but is it scary? Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's scary. It's yeah. it's pretty gory too. Okay. I I would say it might be more gory than the first one. Um, and the first one's a really good mix of the paranormal and the kind of bloody horror stuff. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like it's it and it kind of keeps you going back and forth between those in a really nice like like way where it's not it's not awkward, but it just it's horrific in both regards equally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I keep I keep pushing the scene when he's in the basement with all the water and Pennywise's head slams against the stairs and his eyes like roll back into his head and he just slips like a dead fish back into the water. I'm like, oh my god, this is so like they were so good at, at well that doing yeah these things that just make you yeah, granted how uh, abnormal it is and i and the um i love that bit with the projector too um that's why i picked the trailer yeah, the yeah. trailer i did because i that scene creeps me out and especially well, what's what's cool is the trailer didn't give it away but in the movie he it goes dark and then pops back up and all of a sudden he's hanging he's out of the shot you know yeah out of the screen you know trying to grab him that just freaks me out and this this movie really did cgi the right way yeah, I agree. Um, and and you really did practical effects really well. But Kelly, going back to what you said about the goofiness, I thought the I thought the the uh, the scene where the hypochondriac drops his pills was a little weird. Like that guy that was chasing him, the leper that was chasing him, was a little bit like not as scary because like, you could tell it's a guy in a suit with makeup mm-hmm. on. And I know they were trying to make it real because I really am a huge fan of practical effects over CGI. I see, I, I, that's why I liked it. I love that practical effect. Yeah. But it was still just the, the guy was kind of goofy chasing them around. It wasn't. I don't know. It took me out of it for just a split second. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. There, there are moments like that. I, I agree. I give you that. But, uh, but yeah, it's Charles, that CGI when he's coming out of the screen was really cool looking, and it, it didn't even look like CGI. It just looked like this creepy, you know, uh, fever dream that we were having with the kids. And and, really- and and the other thing is too the the scares in it, and I don't know if it's different in the second one, but the scares in this one felt. They were deserved, right? Because they weren't just cheap jump scares. Yeah. They were they built it up, and they it was there's a lot of tension and anxiety. It it just yeah. does. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, the one thing yeah. about this movie, I tell people, is like it does not let up. No, I kept expecting more of a break, and it was like ninety seconds of a break, and then back to another creepy scare scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the, the the way they earn it is that it's the. Like, it's not just a creepy bat in a cave that we have no idea about. It's like the original sin of this town coming back up to haunt them. And all of these, all of the scares, if you think about it, and I think the book was intentional about this too, even though I have not read it, uh, is that there are always in instances when the town is looking away or doing something wrong. The adults are doing something wrong. So at the very first scene when the kid gets dragged in, there's actually a neighbor they show right across, sees the kid reaching into the drain and turns away, right? Whereas if you if you were a normal adult, you say, hey, kid, be careful. You should be playing near storm drains, right? And he gets drugged down when it's, um, you know, obviously when it's the girl, it's her dad being a creeper, you know, and that's that's her kind of like horror she's dealing with. And that's when that's even. So if you like go and I've kind of thought through each of those 
Mm-hmm. Um, even the, the, bu- the, bu- the bully with the abusive father. and Right. And then when they're about to cut the, the larger kid's belly, this car drives by, right, and slows down and keeps going. Right? They could have stopped to help the kid, and they kept going, and that's when you see Pennywise, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's so really interesting. Right? That's interesting. So, and the, the, Jewish, the Jewish father, you know, had just got done really guilting his son about, about his religion or about not learning the Torah for the, for the uh, bar mitzvah. Uh, you know, right after, right before he he sees the pain. Or the kid in the, that was my... the kid in the meatpacking plant. Like he, you know, didn't want to kill the animals and stuff. That's his father was yelling yep, at him for yep. that too. Yeah, you're right. I never yep. even thought of that, Mark. I know. Yeah. So and and like it's not even on a conscious level, but it's like subconsciously they earn they they earn your respect for the scares and it's like well that, oh that well that and on top of that you just like the characters like they're great yeah. characters. Yeah. Like, the casting it, is great. The yeah, it, is well, great. in Graveyard Shift, for instance, you, I, I, you don't even know them at all. It's like, who are these people? They, when they start, <laughs> the when they principal start, from Walk well, to Remember. Well, when they start dying, it's like, who was that? You know. Yeah. So, yeah. is it really the principal from Walk to Remember? Is the main guy? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. In graveyard Shift. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. That's, That's awesome. the main thing I knew him from. He might. He's. I'm sure he's been in more stuff, but. <laughs> Uh, I want to remember that my accent <laughs> is that the yeah. one I'm thinking of. Is that I was on that episode, right? No. Is that the movie? No, you ever to remember no. Is that the what movie am I thinking of? I have no idea. Uh, the, I, I, the, I, I, the, the two honks that get in a fight and like burn down the diner, they have to rebuild it. Oh, um, uh, oh, here on earth. Oh, wait, here on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In front of her. Was that the same episode? Yes, Lily Sofieski. I forgot yeah. about no, your hatred for her, okay. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't hate her. I just, I just, she didn't. She's not an American sweetheart. Like, she doesn't even have an American accent. Jeez, she's American. It's like, I'm not, is she really? No, her parents are like Slovakian. You know? No offense to Slovak. Well, sure, sure. After you say something offensive to him, um, I okay. if you're going to play like a, a cute. American girl in the heartland of America, like use the accent of that. She was a cute American girl. Like what? I don't understand that. What's her name? Lily Sobieski. Sobieski, <laughs> really, really, Charles? Like that can't be an American name? Are you kidding me? Okay. Anyway. Uh, All anyway. right. So, so uh, we we've mentioned before we're doing our uh, thirty-one days of horror. In October, so uh, starting October first, so the first one is Nosferatu. I believe Toby will be reviewing that, so that's fun. We do that every year, um, so you can follow along. We'll try to post the list later this week, um, but we are doing all vampire movies, and so um, to keep it like we've done in the past, I start you know as early as I can. So the like I said, the first one is Nosferatu. It's a silent film from the twenties, and then it goes all the way up, covers each decade until it gets to more modern times. Um, this year though, I did change it slightly because there are certain movies on the list that IMDb does not classify as horror, but I really wanted to put them on there anyway, because I'm trying to get like the cultural thing, you know, of horror films. I'm trying to get foreign films and all kinds. So give you an example. Twilight is on the list. That is not considered horror. Um, but I guess that depends on how you look at it. It's horrific to me, Charles. And I'm not sure if Blade is or not. I can't remember which way Blade goes, but I wanted to put that on there. Oh, yeah, probably not. Probably action. But, so yeah, those are on the list. Um, and so, what do we decide to do? We're going to do a special episode next month. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, what do we decide? We're going to do, out of the movies we've chosen for 31 Days of Horror, out of those which specifically have Dracula as a character, uh, we're going to choose a good, bad, and ugly from those. I guess collectively as a group, yeah. Right, and okay. I would like to somehow talk about Vampire's Kiss, so I might I may try to just wedge that in there because Vampire's Kiss is it is like the room, it it is the quintessential ugly movie, and you guys and everyone out there need to watch it because it's I think it's the 30th anniversary. They said Nicolas Cage thought it was ahead of its time back then. It's still <laughs> ahead of its time now. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Eventually, eventually we'll catch up to it. Eventually, but it, it's to, to, you guys need <laughs> to watch it. You need to. It, it is exactly like the room. Like the, there's characters in there that 
just like who who says things <laughs> like this? These aren't humans. And so I'm just looking up IMDb. I don't know if you can see that. Photo yes. <laughs> oh, no, of Nicholas Cage from a Vampire's Kiss. Well, here the other <laughs> thing is greatness. the other thing is too he. <laughs> He has this. He does this accent that's almost. It reminded me of Keanu Reeves' accent in um, in Dracula. Uh, oh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Um, but there's the man. Yeah, he's it, grown young. It's like it's like a false or, or, or a false uh, like British accent, like a faux. I I don't know, but it's it's not, and it's weird and. It, it, you just listen to it, and it's like, why is he talking like that? And it's the entire movie. Yeah, and it's like, it's as painful as listening to Lily Sobieski try to do it. No, no it's, no, it's not. <laughs> okay, well, when you watch it, when you watch it, you'll have to get back oh, to me just, on that. it is. It's like, is... <laughs> it's like the room when, the you know, Tommy Wiseau says he's all American, and when, like... <laughs> I'm American, like you. What accent? <laughs> Come on, man, give it up. So just, just uh, watch Vampire's Kiss for me. Everybody out there, watch it. Again, I don't know how we're gonna shoehorn it in there, but I will talk about it. We'll at least show the trailer and have fun with that. So, um, but and we'll let you guys know on the picks. Like I said, we have to kind of get together and figure out what we want to do. All right, anything else you want to talk about? No, it's a good pick, Charles. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really... Oh, I also think really... it was Stephen King's birthday this month sometime, too, so that worked out, too. We didn't get much. What were, what were some other the good ones you, other than The Shining? Uh, Pet Cemetery. I didn't see the new Pet Cemetery. Was that any I haven't good? seen the new one, either, but the I like the original one. Even though the original is pretty not bad. Um, Cujo, we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Misery, Gary. Yeah. Misery, uh, yeah. What else? Christine is good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we put some on our list. We we had Stephen King. Like I like the um, Creep Show movie. I feel like there's oh, a, yeah. there's a, there's a bunch that has been have been on our list in 31 days. I just can't. I'm blinking out on them right now. Mm-hmm. But, but I do I do like a lot of his so, of his scary movies. Have we done? Have y'all done before? I I came on. Did y'all do a just a horror movie genre? The closest we came. I did slasher movies. Okay, that's right. That's right. So we've not done just a straight horror movie. Yeah. What was uh, what was Garbage Day? Oh, that, that was Christmas, right? No, Garbage Day was, was my. Sla- I think that was slasher. I did it for slasher. Yeah. Okay. That was your ugly slasher. Yeah, it was my ugly slasher. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. My, was my bad slasher Halloween Resurrection? Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching that Earhouse Kelly. That was hilarious. I know. <laughs> Uh, back in the fledgling days before I had seen any horror movies and the least little thing scared me. You've improved my tolerance, gentlemen. Thank you. Yeah. Even, is it, is it, uh, is it Busta Rhymes in that one? Yes. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Bicycle kicking Michael yes. Myers. Yeah. Yes. That happened. Uh, yeah, I will say, I will say I watched the movie It and... I w- it was at night, and the I couldn't have light on because of my computer screen. It was like glaring off, so I had to turn off all the lights in my room upstairs by myself. And oh, I was geez. watching just it by myself. Like it, it's the first time I've really been creeped out, uh, you know, by just watching a movie. Alone. And, and Mark has a really in cool. A uh, he has a really cool like theater room at his house. It's awesome. Um, and that actually reminds me of how we met. Yeah, you yeah. Uh, were installing my this. Th- that's a screen, but I'm just. Oh, I didn't, oh, realize cool. you, I didn't realize you did it in the room, but that's cool. Yeah, because there's Jack White. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that my other brother-in-law painted, and there's Jack White. Oh, and there's some more Jack White. I'm a Jack White fan. And then uh, actually, he's been in a couple movies. I I could do that as a as a pick one day. Jack White's one, been in movies. Episode. Yeah, he played Elvis in Walk Hard. Did he really? The, uh, the Dewey, Dewey Cox. Is it Dewey Cox? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was in uh, Cold Mountain. He did a lot of the music for Cold Mountain. It was really good, like good music. He was one of the kind of like the, I forget, I don't, I don't remember much about that movie, but he was one of the side characters. Wow. Um, and he was in a movie called Coffee and Cigarettes, Cigarettes and Coffee. I've seen it's that a bunch movie. of shorts. Yeah. That, a bunch of shorts, and he and Meg Wider are in one of the little shorts. Anyway. Cool. But yeah, but yeah, we met, you were installing my theater screen, and uh, you were like, it was kind of like a plumber situation where you're bending over. Bending over. I was like helping you out, like, hey, 
Game and pull your pants up, Chuckles. And then that's where you got the name for Chuckles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and I just happen to be wearing the makeup like I always do anyway, so. Yeah, the, the uh, projector clown yes. service, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Have a kid's birthday party and get a projector screen installed. It's actually cheaper than a like a normal TV to get a projector. Yeah. Like, so I, but I can imagine uh, like watching it by yourself up there with no lights would be yeah. really screwed. Yeah. Especially when it pops out of the screen. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, not cool. Oh I, when, I, when I saw it in theaters the first time, I was coming down with the flu. And so and it was one of those – I forget what the theater was, but it was one of those that served food. And so like I'm eating, I'm getting Ooh. more and more sick, and I'm having to like run to the bathroom – throw up and then come back because it was so good I didn't want to miss it so I'm sitting there it had the reclining seats that you could press and I'm just like and I'm in so much pain but I'm loving the movie so anyway I'm hardcore and I get I get really weird dreams when I'm sick and so I couldn't I I, when I watched the last Matrix movie and I've got all the those huge long fight scenes against the against the droids like that night I was sick and I would just have dreams about like shooting down this robots all night long. So I can't imagine watching it and having weird dreams, sick dreams. Well, I so. couldn't even sleep that night because I was throwing up so much. It was like yeah. really bad. Ugh. Anyway. Ugh. But that's cool. that's what well, I Well, on that note, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Throwing up and you can check us out. At... <laughs> no, but for real, you can. At it's just awesome.com and on iTunes at good, bad podcast, all one word. And that is on Twitter as well. Cool. So, right, any other yeah. bodily functions you want to talk about, Charles, before we head on out? <laughs> I've got a few, but no. Um, <laughs> thanks for watching, guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks, everybody. Or listening. Have a good one. Bye.